last week here on the Blitz Package. Well, I mean, whenever they bring in a you know our third or fourth round pick, we're going to get for Peters. I mean, and I, I agree with Britt. We're going to we're going to get somebody out of the draft, and we're not going to trade Marcus Peters. That's I think I think that is just absolutely ridiculous that people really think that because of a couple issues this year, and because Andy Reid took too long to nip it in the butt, that we're going to trade him. Um, you know, I, it upsets me when somebody releases a piece like that and they get paid more than I do. On a cheap contract, you could get huge trade value. I don't care what you think about the Anthem. They're not trading Marcus Peters. We all know they're not going to. Whether they're going to sign him or not, it doesn't matter. They're not going to trade him. But <clears throat> Peters is... Uh... <clears throat> He is as secure on the Kansas City Chiefs team as Patrick Mahomes is. Um, it's fake news. <laughs> we're, are, are, okay, I guess we're just going to start off <laughs> laughing in this episode. Why not? <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to the Blitz Package. You have just heard our terrible takes from last week, which, I mean... I guess in most aspects, most people weren't expecting what we saw on Friday afternoon, getting the news that Marcus Peters is going to the Los Angeles Rams. It is a crapshoot. Um, we don't know what we're doing over here. Uh, we don't even know what we're getting. We probably won't know till we're get that what we're getting till March fourteenth. Um, yeah, I mean it. It is. It blows my mind. Um, what What was your guys' first? I guess thoughts whenever the news came out. Holy crap! To be the nicest thing I can say, I man, I had just gotten in my car. I was going to do construction inspections for my banking job, and I get in the car to start heading on. The first thing I hear is six ten sports. Come on, come back from commercial. Man, we still can't believe it. Peters to the Rams. I'm like, oh, what? And so I automatically pull up Twitter and yeah, driving down the road, I'm looking at Twitter, list flipping back and forth to six ten and eight ten, and just can't believe they actually pulled the trigger on it. Trying to find what they got, of course, we still don't know, and like you said, we probably won't know till the fourteenth at this point for whatever reason, and that's a reason nobody knows. I just couldn't believe they actually did it. I mean, like we said in our podcast last week, we. It, it, it kind of made sense. If you're looking at they're not going to re-sign him, if you're not going to re-sign him, you're never going to get more value than you are now. But even that's wrong because from what I'm hearing, they didn't get that good of a haul. Like From what I'm hearing, whenever we find out what they got, nobody's going to be happy except for the Rams and all their fans. They're going to love it. Well, when, but, they, when you have a a must trade now kind of thing and that's what this was it was a must trade now and when you're when you're in that situation on the side of you're the one getting rid of the player you're gonna lose the trade i mean it's it's as simple as that you know you're trying to unload a guy that pretty much you know from what we all hear not many people wanted um you know we heard the whole lukewarm thing with dorsey and ballard um, we heard 49ers were slightly interested, and then the Rams. So the Rams really didn't have anybody to compete with. And so they, they pretty much got to run the table on that because they knew we were going to get rid of him no matter what. And I think that 
I guess it's just how you guys look at it, why you think it happened. Um, do, you, do you guys have a specific, after, you know, the weekend of getting to kind of soak it all in, do you guys have a opinion on why this had to take place now? Go for it, Chris. <laughs> uh, man, I, I don't know, really, honestly. Um, I, I think that, uh, I think, that it's something beyond what any of us know. Um, obviously, there were deeper issues. There had to have been, um, you know, to, to, to say, you know, in two years, this guy's going to want top money. We got to get rid of him now. <clears throat> that doesn't seem that doesn't seem real logical on the surface. But at the same time, that's kind of how the Patriots have been doing things here lately. Um, but I, I'm still trying to process it. You know, when I found out, I found out at the same time everybody else did, and and uh, it was just hard to process, like how wrong we all were, and and we all know that I've been wrong plenty of times, and, but it, it just to have everybody wrong with me it was really hard to deal with. Uh, it was, it was just, it was it was just kind of unbelievable. Like I didn't think there has to be more stuff going on in house. Cause even if he said he wasn't going to resign, I, I don't know that pulling the trigger on that now. Well, obviously pulling the trigger on that right now was the wrong decision. If there's only one team really interested. Um, I think that's, I think that's blatantly clear that that may have been the wrong, wrong decision if that was the case, but there has to be something else going on. Um, you know, I, something that, that none of us seen people point to his suspension and, and his on-field antics and stuff. But, you know, when he came back from suspension, he was a totally different player. He played lights out, and he was, you know, he he dotted his I's, he crossed his T's. Um, it's, it, it's just really hard to process, even with Veach, because you think Veach has been walking on water. You know, as as uh, as as a Chiefs guy, and 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 he just fell through. It doesn't make it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The fact that we don't know what we're getting in return, I don't know. I mean, that <clears throat> some people will say that the longer it goes, the worse it is for the Chiefs. Some, I kind of feel like like the longer it goes, maybe there's there's some pieces that just aren't aren't quite settled yet. Maybe there is a player involved. I don't think it's anybody like Donald. That doesn't make any sense. And and uh, but it it's uh, it's just hard to process. It's re- it really is without any information whatsoever. And there is zero information out there. Uh, every single day you get you get fifteen different tweets from the same guy. You know, Rappaport has tweeted everything from player and first round picks to to nothing better than a fourth round. So you know, I mean. It's Rappaport, but, you know, it, obviously everybody's just talking through their butt because nobody knows, and that's weird. Nobody knows. I think I'm the opposite. I, I don't think that – I don't think that there's a player involved, and I think that the deal is done. I think that, you know, from what they're reporting – I think that McVay doesn't want it to come out. I think, you know, being a first-year head coach, he's really uh, treading lightly, uh, trying not to get a, um, you know, for anything for talking to Peters before 
before the new year or you know whatever anything like that any 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 kind of corruption there but um yeah i i don't i don't think that there's a player i think that it's going to be you know some mid-round picks uh i think we'll be lucky if we get a second rounder next year because they don't have a second rounder this year so we we pretty much know we're not getting the first round pick if it is a bundle of picks and that means you're not getting more than a third round pick this year and that's just that blows my mind that i that at that point right there i think that you you did not have to make this trade right now i think you know i know that they wanted to try and get the best value but when the second that you knew that there was only one team that was extremely serious about it i think that you know I know, I know that everyone's saying, um, you know, all the sources are kind of coming out. You know, we haven't really seen a real source say uh, that Peter's asked to be traded. So, but maybe he maybe he did. Maybe he did after the Titans lost. Maybe he did ask for a trade. Um, and then especially after uh, retaining Bob Sutton, because we know that Marcus Peters does not like Bob Sutton's defense. We have seen him yelling at Bob Sutton on the sidelines, which is fine. I am okay with getting into it and letting your emotions out on the sidelines with your coaches. Okay. I am tired of seeing people bash on him for that, calling that an antic. Okay. I've seen Tom Brady yelling at his coordinators and head coach on the sideline. I don't see anyone complaining about that. Okay. I get that Marcus Peters has some immaturity. He has some, um, you know, he ha he has more of a personality. I get that. I don't agree with some of the antics that he brought this year. I think that Andy Reid waited way too long to nip it in the butt. I think that, um, you know, I think, I think that Peters is frustrated that he's not being played how he feels like he should be played. He's not being utilized to his strengths. He wants to play up on the line. He doesn't want to play the 10 yards back. He doesn't want to play the bend, don't break. We've, we've seen what that does with Peters. It drives him insane. And I think that if that is the case that he asked to leave, I think a lot of it has to do with Bob Sutton coming back. Yeah, and I mean, at this point, it's one of those things. I, I think this is a point where we're just never going to know because – it, it can't be on the field stuff. It, it just can't because, for one, this was a trade. They have to trade now. I, I don't know why. I don't know why they felt they had to trade now, but something happened or something's been happening to where they said, trade him now. I don't care what you get. Trade him now. And that's why they made the trade, even though only two teams are interested. You know, from sources I've heard around that know what's going on in this thing, we're not going to be happy with the haul, but their hands were tied and they had to get what they could get. Now, I don't know if that means Peter said, I want out and I'm not doing anything until you get me out of here and I'm going to drive, you know, make your word hell, hell until I'm out. Or if it was the chief saying, I'm tired of putting up with this crap. He's not learning. He's not maturing. I can't take it anymore. Get rid of him. I don't know which side it's from, but somehow it got to a point where they had to trade him right now, no matter what they got. They don't care what they got. 
he had to be gone. That can't be on the field stuff. See, that, that can't be because he threw a flag in the stands. I mean, that to me, I know, I know a lot of people are against this opinion, but that right there, what you just said, that points to me at Clark Hunt for, especially for the anthem protest. We know that they, uh, that Marcus Peters would not agree to stand during the anthem, and so they basically came to a conclusion that he would stay in the locker room until the anthem was over. And, um, you know, with, with along, that alongside with some of those antics, I think that that has to be Clark Hunt saying, I want him gone. Because you, you, look, at, you look at Brett Veach and what both of you have said so far. Brett Veach has done phenomenal. And what Brett Veach is doing is setting us up especially for 2019. So if you're not getting hardly anything for an elite player one you know one of the best at his position if not the best you know you you could argue that he's been the best in the league since 2015 when he came in so if you are not getting much for him you take that chance and keep him now of course if if he's saying that he's not going to play fine I guess then, you know, that's that's another way to look at but that's all that's all an opinion on what you believe is going on. But in my opinion, that's where you you keep him. You you make him play out his contract, you play him through his fifth year option because Super Bowl window does not stay open very long. And getting rid of Marcus Peters makes that window even harder to capitalize on. Yeah, and and that like I said, that's why it can't be and I don't think it's got anything to do with the anthem. I really don't. I mean, from what my sources are telling me, that literally had nothing to do with it. I hope not. Um I mean, I hear, you know, Ron the show on six ten when you know, had a whole show about it, and I hear plenty of people on Twitter saying it's race you know, it's gotta do with race because he's an angry black man and wow. Either, either, either the hunts are racist and want and can't handle an angry black man, or there's enough fans making enough noise and canceling season tickets and stuff that they're caving in to those racist fans. That's stupid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, it's it is just stupid. I understand there's racist in Kansas City. We've seen it on Twitter. I, I have no doubt that he's gotten hateful things whenever he knelt for the national anthem, but not everybody that's against the whole anthem protest is racist. Some of them are just hardcore military or American people that for some reason or another can't stand it. I don't care. I say home of the chiefs. I don't, I sit on my couch at home when it's played. It, I could care less play good football. I don't care what you do past that. But to, to think that the chiefs are doing anything like trading a player based solely on race or even that that's even the largest factor just makes absolutely no sense because nobody else has said that. No players have complained about that. Peters has never even complained about that. Clark Hunt, okay, yeah, he asked him to stand along with every other owner, so that was kind of an owner thing. But he never came out like Jerry Jones, like, no, you will stand or else. No, he, you know, I would like him to stand. If not, hopefully we can come up with a compromise. I support everything he's done. I mean, I remember a reporter in an article I read where they were saying, well, do you wish Peters did more in the Kansas City area? Because, you know, all we ever hear about is Oakland. He said, no, 
He does great for the Oakland community. He does great in Kansas City community. I'm happy with anything he wants to do that helps the community. I don't care if it's ours or not. What more support? Like, where do you get that that's something against his race or anything? It's clearly, and it's not on the field. It's not because he gets penalties because everybody gets penalties. Travis Kelsey gets more than him. It's not because he threw the flag in the stands. Travis Kelsey threw his towel. It's not because he walked off the field. He came back on. Everybody understood. Everybody assumed he was thrown out. I mean, watching the game, I mean, Lord, you pick up a ref's flag and throw it in the stands. Didn't everybody watching that game assume he would get tossed? Mm-hmm. So the fact that he just assumed he got tossed and was like, screw it, I'm not even going to wait and listen, I'm just out of here. Yeah, that's stupid on his part, but it's not fireable offense. I think there's stuff, a lot of stuff going on that we don't know about. And if you want any proof of this, only two teams were interested in him. That's it. And neither one of them were Chris Ballard, who from all talks and from what everybody has said, was the guy standing on a table demanding the Chiefs draft him. Well, he's the one that went to his house to interview him, too. Yeah. From all accounts, he was Chris Ballard's pick. That was his guy. Chris Ballard wouldn't even answer the phone. From what I'm told, John Dorsey wanted nothing to do with it. Now, I don't think Dorsey and the Chiefs are ever going to make a deal because that's oil and water. But still, from what I'm told, all you got to know is the Browns and Colts wanted nothing to do with it. And that says it all right there. The guys that know him the most didn't want anything to do with him. Every other team in the league, all we hear, Marcus Pierce is the greatest corner. He's awesome. We should get five first-round picks if we're trading him. We could never deal him. This is stupid. The dumbest thing in the world. No other team shares that thought. Only two teams were interested, and they weren't knocking down doors throwing first-round picks around. They were saying, I mean, if you just got to get rid of him, we'll give you this. And that's it. They weren't even competing with each other. It's not even like we had a a bidding war going on. So something's got to be going on a lot more than any of us have any clue about. And it's probably a lot more than any of us will ever know. Because if it's the Chiefs hating on – if Peters is being an idiot and doing stuff stupid, Mon- Monday – this is a Monday through Saturday thing. What he does on Sunday means absolutely nothing to this, I don't think. Because we know what he did on Sunday, and it doesn't make sense. So it's got to be Monday through Saturday. And if it's Peters did too much – to where Andy Reid couldn't control him anymore. And, I mean, Andy Reid put up with T.O. for two years. So if he can't control it, something's off. Or it's just they they said we can't, we can't deal with it anymore. But either way, one way or another, it got to be whatever he did Monday through Saturday, put him over the edge, and they said he's got to go. Well, and we're not it, waiting. We're going to take a crappy offer if that's the best we get, and we'll go on down the road. I'm still not sold that it's a crappy offer, but uh, I, I'm I'm on a roll of being wrong. So we, I don't think the Chiefs, I I don't think the Chiefs are the type of team to listen to the fans and react. I think we've all been around when. Planes are flying overhead with banners behind trying to suggest what the Chiefs <laughs> should do, and we never heard anything in response. Yes. Yeah. So, 
But and even that took a so four this, and, peop, and even that it's not like they listened to us. It was a four and twelve and two and fourteen back to back seasons that took care of that. <laughs> so, but you know, so if you have to lean one way, I would guess that this is Marcus Peters uh, that 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 he that he started this little fire. Um, but uh, and, and can you blame him? I mean, what what was the last Chiefs player? that got as much hate from the fan base that Marcus Peters has. has. I, I wouldn't want to play here if I was Marcus Peters. Let me say that right off the bat. Everything I do, everything I say, everything I think, everything about me, this team and its fan base, to a degree, hates my guts. I don't want to play here. Um, that that's, that's a given. So if I put myself in Peter's shoes, I, I don't want to play here either. Why would I want to play here? Why would I want to do this in front of the, the best fans in the world? And they are, but they hate my guts. I don't, I don't want to do that. Is, has there ever been an, an, a player that's gotten this much hate? Oh, yeah, there's been plenty. Um, his name's Alex Smith. Before, <laughs> no. before him, his name was Matt Castle. You know, the guy we okay, cheered because he got hurt. That, Matt Castle's cheer a little bit Matt closer. Castle got hurt. Yeah. Right? I mean, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll bite on, I'll bite on Castle. I'm not going to bite on Smith. Uh, but Larry, I'll bite Larry on Johnson. I mean, there's been, and was it? You think Marcus it was the vocal... just needs to take the diapers off? Is that what ne- what needs to happen? If he that's the what? problem, then yeah. Because guess what? You're going to L.A. And if you think Kansas City people are nuts, welcome to Los Angeles. Do we need to run through the history of L.A. if that's actually the problem? And it's just a vocal mind. Look on Twitter now at how stupid everybody says it is. The people that hated on Peters were the vocal minority tweeting away under random A-gaps and stuff because they wouldn't put their name by it. When he got introduced in every game, nothing but loud cheers. I don't think the hate for Peters was as bad as we all think it was just because social media the vocal minority was running the show but i don't think it was nearly as bad as i mean and no other players have complained it's not like justin houston or eric barry or anybody's come out and been like man i don't get why the fans can't stand this guy and the stuff they're saying man you should see what we're reading on what no none of them are saying that there's nobody to back that up and peters has never said that so I, I think that's just people <laughs> guessing because they read Twitter and just assume that it, you know, every NFL player takes everything everybody says like it's gold. And I don't I think most of them blank fans out. <laughs> yeah. And plus, um, I'm like, I'm like, if, if it's if it's him wanting to leave is the major issue. Players have demanded trades and hell, look at. Le'Veon Bell right now. Teams don't give in to that. Especially not for what we're assuming is not a great offer. Whether it's good, bad, or horrible, we're assuming it's not great. Teams don't just give away guys because they said, hey, I want out. And they went, okay, if you say so. Because then they're going to have every Joe Schmo wanting to get out. Okay, well... With, with that being said, then what is your opinion on the reason that they are must trade now? I think it's internal stuff that happened Monday through through Saturday that the team's tired of. 
I don't so do know what you, it is. Do you think that it's Andy Reid? I think it's I, I think it's Peters. I think for some reason there's something he does, whether it's a pain in the butt in the meeting rooms, I, I have no idea. But the fact that no other team would jump up and try and I mean the fact that the Patriots weren't going, well, I mean, we'll give you a fifth if you're just giving him away. It's there's something there. Where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, where there's smoke with the trade, obviously there was fire with the trade. Where there's smoke in the fact that you're giving up a top three corner in the league for, like I said, what we all know for a fact is not great. Now, what level of not great it is, I don't know, but it's not great. Not for what he, it's not what he's worth. Put it that way. We're not getting back what it's worth. It's got to be him Monday through Saturday. It, it just has to be. There's nothing else that makes sense because this is uncommon territory. Plenty of players have demanded to be traded, and they either don't get traded or they get traded for a good haul. Not, eh, we'll tell you what we got here in a couple weeks. Because well, we're either... embarrassed of what we got, and we don't want people to know until the first day of the year whenever – every deal gets made and our news can kind of get lost in the shuffle. And the Rams are like, dude, we got to steal. We don't want anybody else to know. So they come in and be like, that's it. Hell, we'll give you this if that's all it takes. Yeah. I, I think that honestly, I think that, um, you know, the, the reports say that, you know, they had been shopping them around for about three weeks now. And I think that honestly, if, if you were able to, uh, you know, fire fire Bob Sutton and bring in someone that's willing to use guys like Peters, you know, the uh, the biggest weapons on the defense to their strengths. I think that a lot of this could have gone away. I think that, you know, now, of course, if Peter said right at the end of the season, I'm done, you know, before the Bob Sutton stuff, fine. But I think, you know, just getting rid of Bob Sutton and bringing somebody in that will actually play him up on the line will adjust the defense and basically make it not look like a crapshoot like it was last year. And I think you take away a lot of those problems. And then, you, you know, you have Eric Berry coming back who will be a little bit of help with that, whatever. We, we saw what Eric Berry being on the sideline did for Marcus Peters. But either way, we're sitting here, you know – this time last week, we were sitting here pretty pretty happy with what we were looking at. You know, you had Marcus Peters. You had Kendall Fuller, who was just brought in. You had, We were just talking about uh, David Amerson being signed. You still had Steven Nelson. We were looking at a secondary that was starting to look pretty good and that's something that we were excited about. Now, we're, we might be worse than – no, we are worse off than we were going into last season. Or this time last week, you know, our our two best cornerbacks at this moment, before we hit free agency, before we hit the draft, at this moment right now, the two cornerbacks that are the best on our team are both only proven in the slot. We have no proven outside corners. That's not saying that Nelson or um, Fuller can't play outside. But they're not proven outside. We haven't. We haven't. We don't have enough to to know how they will do being on the outside. 
And that's scary. At least with Peters, you had one half of the field locked down. You know, ever since ever since the stuff co started coming out on Friday, we've seen the statistics of, you know, basically the uh, the best quarterback rating when, you know, targeting his routes. He's done the best since 2015. So you, you look at that, and what, what do you guys think going forward? We, do you think that do you think that we move in free agency? Do you think we move in the draft? Where, where, where are we going to find, you know, obviously they, you know, the, um, there was something that came out that it was either Nelson or Peters had to go. And then they decided it was Peters. I think that was a load of crap. I think that that's trying to kind of mask what's really going on. I don't think that you had enough depth to, be making those kind of situations you know even even having peters fuller and nelson okay sweet you have three good you know starting cornerbacks solid why, why would you trade one of those i think that's just trying to mask it so do, do you guys think that we go free agency or the draft free agency i i mean <clears throat> It's so now we have the biggest, you know, the biggest need on defense is cornerback again, in my opinion. I mean, it's it's the most pressing. It's the the position that we have to go out there and we have to get somebody quality, top quality. We got to get a top quality guy. Now, depending on what we get back from Los Angeles, uh, I mean, you know, we may not be in in, in the first round uh, draft in a cornerback. Back. If we do get a first-round draft pick, it's got to be cornerback, I believe, now, even no matter what we do in free agency. But uh, there are there's plenty of help out there. But basically every reason why we said last week that the Chiefs wouldn't trade Peters because of things like the hole it would, it would leave and Brett Veach is trying to put this awesome defense together. Obviously he's trying to make this team and now, and so all that stuff gets wiped out, but all that stuff is every reason we gave for them not trading just kind of circles back around. And that's exactly what we have to do again. I don't understand bringing full over if you're going to get rid of Peters, but I'm, I'm sitting at home uh, doing a podcast. I'm not, I'm not, up there making making these decisions. I mean, the Chiefs have to do something. They have to go out just to make this okay. They have to go. <laughs> now they're not going to go get Marcus Peters because Marcus Peters isn't available, and nobody with his talent is available, in my opinion. But but our secondary can be better if if we go out and get one of the top three, four cornerbacks that are available in free agency this year, or should be available in free agency this year. I think the combination of two really good cornerbacks is better than one great cornerback and some okay cornerbacks. Um, so I'm not, you know, there, there's articles out there that say that this is a uh, 2018 is now a rebuilding year and everything else. I don't believe, necessarily believe that. I don't believe that that Marcus Peters' absence is is means that we're going to win four games next season. Um, you know, we do get Eric Berry back, and so we're kind of you kind of maybe swapping the two there. But free agency hasn't even happened yet, and I don't think there's any reason to start start making predictions on what's going to happen. 
Um, you, you see this in every sport. A team will get rid of a number one guy, sometimes their best player, and the very next season, they're better. They're, they're a better team because that person's gone, or they may even go and, and win a title because that person's gone. Not because that person's gone, but with that person being gone, it doesn't mean that everything's over. Now, if, <coughs> if, they, if they come out and they, get, they, they trade off Kareem Hunt, they trade off Tyreek Hill, and they trade off Patrick Mahomes, then absolutely there's a reason for us to say, okay, we're rebuilding, obviously, and I don't know, you know who needs a new team. Because it it's <clears throat> there's help there's help out there you know I mean if, if if we can grab a Tremaine Johnson I think we'd all, all be okay with that if we can even even if we can grab a Malcolm Butler or 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 somebody like that I think I think we would all be okay with that and to see Fuller on one side and Butler on the other maybe we, maybe we do get a first round draft pick maybe and there's there's corners there's there's deep the draft is deep with cornerbacks. I mean, even in the second and third round, you guys could still get quality guys, and the Chiefs are, have a history of, of picking really good in the third round. So I don't think it's I don't think it's doomsday. I don't think it's over. I, I think I think we'll uh, by the time that the season starts, we'll have our cornerback position figured out, and it will all be okay. Well, but now instead you're instead of you spending, you know a rookie deal for top cornerback play, you'll be spending top dollar. Um, you know, of course, with Patrick Mahomes being on his rookie contract and Alex Smith being gone, and with a couple other uh, cuts here and there, you're going to free up enough space to be able to do that for a few years. But, um, yeah, I know I know that Tremaine Johnson is definitely someone that I'm interested in. Um, Malcolm Butler, I think I like because... He's gonna be playing with a chip on his shoulder, uh, you know mm-hmm. the whole the whole thing with the Patriots giving up on him, giving someone else a long term deal instead of him, and then benching him during the Super Bowl. I think he's gonna come out and have a pretty good year, no matter where he goes. Um, I like I do like Kendall Fuller's brother Kyle Fuller. Uh, I was actually oh, yeah. just talking to um. One of the editors over on the fan side page for the Bears was it Bear Goggles? I think, yeah, I think, I think that's so. the website. Yeah, and you know, we we're I was asking him, you know, why they were uh, basically going away from him, and from what it looks like from his standpoint is that they kind of they brought him in his first year. He looked good. His second year, they had a new defensive coordinator that went with a whole different scheme. Um, and kind of pushed him back. And he didn't do as well, but they were also trying to replace him with other players. And then 2016, he got hurt and was out for the year with a knee injury. That's the only injury. So I, I don't understand the whole injury-prone thing on Kyle Fuller. Because I, I keep hearing that, and you know that I, I've said this a hundred times. I think that's a word that gets thrown out way too easily. Um, but 2017, he had a great year. In fact, I think he led or tied the most passes deflected with 22. Uh, He only had two interceptions, and that that was something that he said, that he's he's not the guy that's going to pick off a lot of balls, but he is going to get his hands in there. Um, He's not afraid to make a hard hit, make a good tackle. He's physical. And these are the kind of guys that I like, but at the same time, I don't understand if we are keeping Bob Sutton 
why we keep getting these big physical guys. You know, you look at Marcus Peters, you look at Kendall Fuller, you, you know, we're talking about Tremaine Johnson and Kyle Fuller. These are all physical guys. Terrence Mitchell. None of these guys keep up with the the speed receivers. And none of the all these guys should be playing at, at the line. You could even throw Butler in there. They should all be playing at the line of scrimmage, getting physical right at the snap. Yet Bob Sutton's playing them ten yards back. So is this are these the kind of guys that we need to go after, or do we need to go after something different? Because I think he- obviously it's not working. Go after go after the speed in the draft, and I know you paid, I know you both have paid a little bit of attention to to that position, as far as what's coming up. Um, you know, by the time we get around to picking, and let's just assume we don't have a first round pick, we have a second, or 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 maybe even if we do, it's going to be a late late first round pick anyway. By the time by the time we come up to the podium, or the Chiefs come up to the the podium. Uh, you know, there's going to be some really, there's going to be some speed guys there. There's a lot of speed corners between the rounds, round two and probably round four, as far as the predictions go. You know, there's, I think you, I think you wrote an article on on a guy, Travis, on the uh, Florida State dude, and there's a Central Florida guy that that, that, was that it looks promising. Was it Matt? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm there you go, a guy Matt from Louisville in the second round, who is also a punt returner. I don't kind remember that guy's Johnson. name, but that cat in Central Florida. Oh man, I, I that that's my guy. I, 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 I think looked, we need to go grab him. I haven't looked at a corner from Central Florida, but I've looked at the the linebacker that I'm. I I have an article coming out. Is that who you're thinking? Nope, nope. It's a corner. Okay, I know. I know. I got that uh, Shaquem Griffin article coming out. That dude, whew, for only having one hand. Man, he's. I, I I was excited writing that article. It, it should come out sometime this week. But yeah, we we do need to find something because. Obviously, we're not going to get rid of Sutton, and we're probably going to see a lot of the same stuff, but without some of the pieces that he revolves his defense around. So, you know, getting rid of Peters, we saw what happens with Peters. You know, having a lockdown corner on one side, having that piece a part of that defense. Now you got Peters and DJ gone. Yeah. And you were 29. Corner. I mean, corner wise, I I don't see us going big. Um, Like I I don't see us. I think Fuller's going to be your number one corner next year or this year, whatever. I, I just don't see him spending 15 to 18 million dollars for a new corner which is why i mean to get one of the johnson or any of those guys that's what's gonna cost you i could see I a butler 15 or 18 million per yeah i mean they're gonna be the highest paid corners in the league if you're talking one of those guys yeah maybe johnson but i don't know I, i'm i'm but, i like, like johnson, butler but... butler i could see you know i, I don't think he's gonna be that crazy um, I mean, he'll be more than Fuller's one million or whatever, but it's not going to be insane. Like I could see that on a one or two year deal, veteran, just kind of sure up that third spot, maybe the second spot. But I, th- I think they're going to go that way and then try to find something in the draft. Now, 
then again, I have no idea because I've never seen Brett Veach run a free agency or draft period. So I'm just guessing they didn't get, I don't, you know, none of us really think they got rid of Peters for money reasons, obviously this year, cause he was only making a million bucks. So I, I don't know if in two years they would have paid him the 18 million per year he's going to get. If they would have, well, then maybe, I mean, maybe Johnson is a factor. Like I said, we got Mahomes on a cheap deal. We got plenty of cap space, so you, you could afford it. I just don't know if that's something they want to do or not. Would be kind of interesting if they got Tremaine Johnson, just their Rams corner comes to us. We send our corner to the Rams. We're the game in a Mexico lot more money a lot earlier. Maybe. The Rams could be renegotiating right now, too. Who knows? That, well, I mean, I you got, you got Johnson are, who's played on. Be dumb of them. <laughs> you've had Johnson playing on two franchise tags, though. And coming off True. a really good year. True. Which means we'll, he'd at least be playing for us cheaper than he played for them last year. Because <laughs> we wouldn't true. be paying that second franchise tag money. But Unless he has so a mindset I, I, like Kirk Cousins. So I, I don't know where they're going to go, honestly. Cause, and, and that's just because I haven't seen what Veach has done. I, I don't think, I don't get the whole rebuild thing. Like this Peters thing's got nothing to do with a rebuild or getting younger or anything like that. This is something completely different obviously. So they're not rebuilding. They got a bunch of old farts who are ready to retire or be gone anyway. I mean, Johnson, Ali Smith, these aren't rebuilding things. These aren't, well, we ran out of our run. Let's just go young and, you know, suck for a couple of years. This is no, they were gone anyway. We're going to be better off without them probably. So that's why well, I just, but- it, I don't. I, I have no idea what they're going to do at corner now. I, I get the rebuild in a sense. Um, you know, you got Patrick Mahomes on his rookie year, pretty much. You know, since he was um, sitting behind Alex for his actual rookie year, so this will be his first full season. There's going to be mistakes. You know, you got a pretty tough schedule coming up. Uh, the defense is not looking very good so far. You know, we had plenty of holes beforehand, and now you got even more. Um, we, we, we talked last week about DJ on, you know, it would have been nice to keep him around. I saw a uh, thing by Pro Football Focus, you know, being the best in coverage this year. Um, but I, I get why they went away from DJ, and I get why um, they're making some of the moves they are. Um, I don't think any of us will ever understand the Peters move. But you have a lot of holes. And you have a lot of guys coming in on short-term deals or that are coming up on their big contracts like Fuller. And these guys aren't going to be cheap for very much longer. So in a sense, yes, it's a little bit of a rebuild, but it's not like a two, three, four-year rebuild. This is like, okay, it's probably going to be one season of everyone learning, you know, the the new schemes, the new... Uh, stepping into their new roles. You know, you, Kendall Fuller is going from being a depth guide in the slot to possibly the number one corner. You know, so he's going to ha- – and in a new scheme. So he's going to have some adjusting to do. You're going to have uh, whoever's playing the second spot have some adjusting to do. you got Mahomes having some adjusting. Um, you know, whoever's it, – it's just, there's just too much unknown. You know, we don't know what's going on with D Ford. He's, you know, 
even if he plays, we know what he is. He shouldn't be back, hopefully, in 2019. But we don't know what to expect from K-Pass. So there, there's just a lot of stuff, a lot of guys that are going to be in the mix this year or in 2018 that haven't played a snap with the Chiefs or have very limited snaps with the Chiefs. So a lot of guys coming in for new schemes, you know, new team, everything. So in a sense, yes, I get the whole rebuild, but it's not – it's like a – it's small rebuild. You, you still have a lot of really good talent. You're not just – you know, getting rid of it. You're not having a dumpster fire, not a fire sale or anything like that, like Buffalo was last off season. But I, I do get the sense on what they're talking about. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll probably find out for sure when they do the corner. Because I mean, if they just don't pick up anybody else except for you know a Kenneth Acker kind of guy, <laughs> then <clears throat> then clearly they're going draft. They're going young, and I mean that's way too big of a hole for. <laughs> to just be like, nah, we're not worried about it at all. Well, and that's why so, I just I'm... think that you kind of have to go free agency because if you, if you don't have, you know, if, if you don't believe that this is a rebuild year that you think that we're going to compete this year, you have to go through the draft. You, you're not picking until late second round. And the odds of hitting on a cornerback that will be anywhere close to Peter's in the upper second round, you would have to, I mean, just nail it. And those aren't very good odds. So if you're want, if you're wanting to, you know, basically put it out there that you're you're competing this year, you're looking to go to the Super Bowl this year, then you're going free agency. Yeah, and that and that's what I said. If if they don't, then you know, if they go draft, <laughs> it's a one year rebuild at least. Yeah, if, if they go draft, then that's just saying the Peters thing screwed us this year. And I, you know what? We're going to see what the guy, what Mahomes does and save some cap money based this year, completely off whatever Mahomes does. And then next year get some of the cap money over to next year and go crazy. And what we think we need now, but based on Mahomes, Well, that'd be pretty much what the Eagles just did. You know, the, you, you had, they let Wentz in his rookie year, but you know his actual rookie year played out, and then his second year, they went all out on a spending spree, brought in a ton of weapons on both sides of the ball, completely redid the offense almost. You know Jeffrey, uh, Torrey Smith, um, Blunt, Ajayi. I mean, then the defense you had plenty of weapons as well that were added to it. You know they went all in on the second year, and that could be. You know, something similar going on here, but we won't know until after the free agency in the draft. Yeah. I mean, I think you'll know the free agency early because the big names are going to go. I mean, they'll go pretty soon after the league year starts, I would think. So, you know, if we get to the end of March and we haven't picked anybody up yet or we've picked up a Kenneth Acker level guy, I think that's going to give you enough head start. Yeah. But don't worry, we're not rebuilding. Yeah, I think you guys are jumping the gun. You guys always take that negative Nancy attitude. I don't, <laughs> I don't think we're I don't think we're rebuilding. We got one spot that we need to cover. We'll cover it. You guys, neither one of you guys blamed Veach for this Peters trade. Neither not one of you guys, 
either one of you guys said Veach was an idiot and Veach has fallen off his wagon and everything else. He was on a good run. This is a stumbling block for sure. I actually do believe that Veach is going to do everything he can possibly do to bring people in for us to compete. I don't think Veach is that type of manager who says, you know, let's tank for a couple years and then we'll be ready. I don't think that's going to happen. I still think we're going to be we're going to compete for the AFC West title next season. We're going to be we're going to be fine. Um, this is what we do. There's free agency. No, we're not going to know how good we are until free agency. You're right, Travis. But this is this is how the process works. Every year you get rid of people, you add people. Depending on who you add, depending on who you get rid of, is determines how your season's going to go. So it, you're right. If we don't get any anybody to replace Peters, and we we pick a guy in the draft, then yes, that that is alarming for sure. But I think uh, I still think Chiefs. They already have been, and I think they're going to continue. I think they're going to be the busiest team in the offseason. This is what I expected when I mentioned that a couple weeks ago on the show, but I think they're going to be the busiest team in the offseason. They have the money. They have – it seems to me that they have the gumption. They're doing what they want to do. Maybe it maybe it is a two-year down-the-road thing, and maybe, maybe there's other stuff, you know, between Monday and Saturday with Peters. They got rid of Peters. Um, maybe they felt like in two years that they're not going to have the money anyway to re-sign him. Let's do something. Let's let it be somebody else's problem. I don't know because in the next three years we're going to be signing some pretty big names, and and I think we're all going to agree at that time that we're going to need to re-sign these names. And uh, and if you if you compare some of the guys that are going to be available in three or four years that we're going to need to re-sign. And you compare them to Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters may have been the guy that we're not going to pay this guy. We need to pay these guys. We're not going to pay this guy. I don't know. It. It. But I don't think we're. I don't think we're rebuilding. I think Veach is going to do everything he can do to, to continue to make this team, the best team possible with what we have, right now as far as money wise. And, uh, you know, keep your heads up. Well, I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying that they are in a rebuild. I'm saying I get the sense of what people are saying when they say that they're in a rebuild year. I'm saying that there's a lot of unknown. There's a lot of up and coming players. A lot of new players to the system. You know, guys don't just come in in a brand new system every day and you know just start out elite. You know, especially as depth guys somewhere else. You know, we we don't know what we're getting. We got a lot of new people. So I get the sense of what they are talking about with that. Do I think that Brett Veach is going to be aggressive? Yes, he's already proven that he's going to be. Now, I think that they're going to need to save some of that money for some of those big names like, you know, uh, well, would have been Peters, you know, but you're going to have Hill in a couple of years. You're going to, you know, guys like that. You're, you're going to have guys that you're going to have to resign soon. Morse, if you want to go that route. Um, but, the the issue is when you have that many you know guys that haven't played and and if you don't go and get a big name corner or you know at least go corner in the second round look at the defense last year it was awful and at this point in time before free agency before you know the draft and everything like that you're worse off right now and yeah. you ha you still have Bob Sutton. 
So you're going to be playing the same style of defense more than likely and with a lot of unknown. So I get, I do, I get the sense of what people are talking about. I'm not saying that I myself am saying that they're in a rebuild year. I think you're in a year. I don't, I don't like to call it a rebuild year. I like to think of it as a transition. You got a lot of guys coming in, uh, new faces, figuring everything out. Can they still make a run for it? Absolutely. We have no idea what some of these guys are going to do, including Patrick Mahomes. He could go out and be be Aaron Rodgers this year for all we know. Or he could go out and have a really crappy year. We, we don't know. So I, I, I do. I think it's it's a little bit of a transition year. I think you have better odds in 2019. You know, once everyone's had a little time with each other in the new system, that kind of stuff. But I'm not saying that they're tanking. Does that make sense? No. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I kind of yeah. think the same way. I don't think they're tanking by any means. And I don't think they're going out this year like, well, we don't care about this year. But like you just said, I mean... There's a difference between selling out this year and I mean, going inside, you know, spend back in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I think it's kind of a in between year. Listen, we're not going for it. We're not. Think of the Royal, you know, baseball, the Royals back in 2014 and 15. 14 was a listen, we're going to see how the year goes. We ended up getting better at the trade deadline. We didn't do anything. We didn't trade for anybody huge. We didn't trade away anybody. It was just kind of ho-hum, just see how it plays out. 2015, nope, we're all in. We're trading for Cueto. We're trading for Zobrist. All out. And I could see that being how this year works. Like I said earlier, this year just played out. We think we're going to have a good team. Obviously, the West sucks. So, I mean, well, he, I still think we have a great shot of winning the West, frankly, if Mahomes is even decent because our offense hasn't changed one bit. And our defense, for as much as it changed and we're worried about the defense, it was a pretty crappy defense. So it's not like we went from the number one defense and now we're panicking. I mean, we had the 20-something defense, and well, it can't get a whole lot worse. <laughs> but... Well, Sutton will never give up that many points because they bend, don't break. I mean, that's what he's always going to do. Now, the yards, they're going to get killed on, and they won't be able to get off the ball on third down. <laughs> but, yeah, points, he usually does fine. But I, I, I see us being just fine this year. And like we said, if, if Mahomes turns out he's Aaron Rodgers, then who knows what this year could bring. If Mahomes turns out he's just a really good guy this year you know he's he's alex smith perfectly fine everybody'd be happy with a good good guy this year then we'll probably do the same thing we did last year if he's bad then it may be a bad year <laughs> now a couple yes yes or no questions for both of you guys no okay dumb. Brit, go ahead dumb, dumb. <laughs> uh are there going to be any more surprise trades uh from from veach this offseason yes or no i don't think so i don't think so either <laughs> okay i'm not but gonna then say again, we all said that no. peters wasn't getting trained <laughs> traded so right that's <laughs> dangerous that's why i'm asking you guys because i don't have to answer um oh, the, the next don't <laughs> the next qu hey i've had to answer for a lot here lately the next right, question you know what i'm bringing up the travis kelsey article <laughs> 
Okay, all right. Well, let me let me ask this question. Um, major signings, major free agent signings by Veach this offseason. Two plus? Think? No. How many? Two plus? What 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 are we determining major signings? Are we talking front like top five stuff. contracts? Yes, front page stuff. Top top um, two or three guys in their position at free agency. I think two at the most. None. Maybe oh, one. Of course, of course you would. <laughs> of course you would. I, I, oh. I could maybe be talked into one, but at the same time, the way Veach seems to like to sell, you know, low risk, high reward at least in what he's done so far, you pay somebody top two or three at their position, that's high risk, high reward. And it may have, like, it's the first time we've seen it, so who knows. But from, I'm just going off what Veach has done so far, where everything he's done is low risk, high reward, so. I'm going to say two. I think at least two. I think, I think we're going to make, I think we're going to make noise. I think we're going to make make a splash. There there are too many good guys out there in every position that we need help in that uh that I don't see I see us I see us doing some some major major work in free agencies. I think you're being a negative Nancy right now. <laughs> when they got I mean they got the money for it. I mean, and if people seem to think that the team gives two craps about what the fans think or players care what the fans think, You've now lost Peters, that ticked everybody off. You kept Bob Sutton, that ticked everybody off. You kind of been well, DJ. I don't think. I think most people understand that. I don't oh, think no, that's I a. Of, I don't think a that's a. We're gonna that. not have season tickets this year because you let DJ walk. Probably a, a little bit though, but then you, and then you got. Uh, you know, nobody, none of the most season ticket holders weren't happy with, you know, how kind of lame the season ticket package and stuff was this year. If you don't sign anybody, or at least give us some names we've heard of that you're like, okay, maybe they're doing something, that could tick a lot more people off. If you, you given all these notes, you know, think of it as, you know, the old, your kid, positive, you know, positive to negative thing you know when you make a decision that's a lot on the negative column and so far the only positive is patrick mahomes well now remember yeah yeah i mean when you hear somebody saying saying something like they're done with the chiefs or something i mean that that needs the banner that needs to be the banner that we all hold up patrick mahomes don't tell me you're quitting on the team now when after so many with after decades of the chiefs not doing something like they did with patrick mahomes you got to stick around i mean you have to stick around for Patrick Mahomes. For me, that should that should that should be the sole reason why you're buying season tickets. If you're buying season tickets next season, is to watch Patrick Mahomes. It's not to see who's our cornerback. It just isn't. Nobody gets into the seats to watch a cornerback. They're going to get in the seats to watch Patrick Mahomes to see I what know. he can do. I I think the Jaguars fans could argue that because especially after <laughs> extending Blake Bortles, they might. They might get their season tickets for their cornerbacks for Boye and Ramsey. 
Yeah. Touche. Okay. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll bite on. I'll bite on. <laughs> I that. get what you're saying, but, but, but we don't have we don't have those corners either. You know, nobody's going to get nobody's buying tickets. I'm sorry, nobody's buying tickets to see Marcus Peters. I don't think I don't think that was the case. I don't think I've never heard anybody say that. Oh, I can't wait to go to the game on Sunday. I'm Marcus Peters. I, I just don't. And I yeah. think you're going to hear a lot. Now, yeah, if you're the Jaguars, and absolutely. Uh, I don't think you're going to hear very many people say, I can't wait to get to the game to see Blake Bortles just ball out. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Well, and, and also, I mean, to go along with that kind of the same way is, for 25 years, or for at least 20 years, we've been begging the Chiefs to do something new. Yeah. Stop with the same old, same old. Can you, you know, it hadn't worked. We haven't won in 48 years. Can we try something new? Well, first-round quarterback. That's really new. Uh, not only do we not have a veteran quarterback, we traded him and got rid of him. We dumped a player in the middle of his prime. Uh, yeah, remember, we don't do that. Remember the last few seasons when everybody was tired of boring off seasons with the Chiefs, them never doing anything. Now yeah. they're mad that they're doing something. <laughs> well, and everybody was like, you worry too much about draft picks. We need players, not picks. I've heard that a bunch, you know, the last few years. Well, we traded draft picks to get Raglan, to get Pierre Lewis, to get, you know, a couple other guys. We're, you know, we didn't get a huge stockpile, we don't think, for Peters. It, they're, they're doing things a lot differently than they've ever done it, which is why a lot of us are sitting here going, I have no idea what the hell they're doing next. Because usually the Chiefs follow a pretty simple game plan that is pretty easy to predict. At this point... <laughs> it's the Wild West. <laughs> I just saw, I was looking through Twitter while we were talking. I just saw a great post. You guys will get a kick out of this. At Jay Jackson under slash Chiefs on Twitter, ask the question. Okay, Chiefs Kingdom, if the price for keeping Marcus Peters was the Alex Smith trade was reversed, would you do it? Oh. So you so keep you keep Peters, but you have keep to keep Smith. Smith, and you don't get Fuller. Basically, we either either you get both trades or you get neither trades. Does Mahomes still start? If Alex Smith is here, probably not. <laughs> but it doesn't say that. But I just thought that was kind of a funny, huh? Yeah, but I mean, if Alex Smith still starts, then I'm I I'm sorry, Peters. Bye. Right now, the poll has 71 votes, and it's uh, 72% no, they would not do that. Nice. They would not trade? Or... <laughs> yeah, they, they would They would not take Peters back and get Smith back. Okay, nice. 72%, 72% are like, nah, dude, we're good. I'm, I'm with the people on that. We're I'm pissed until people. you said we have to have Smith back, and then we're like, nah, it ain't that bad. <laughs> it ain't that bad. Did you have any more yes or no questions, Chris? No, that's it. Oh wow, you're dumb. I thought you had, <laughs> I, thought you actually had something for once. No, man, I just had a, I just had a couple, and I wanted to ask. You know, I mean, that's listen. If, if you want to put a quota on me, I'll make sure I have more next time. You know, I mean, it is what it is. <clears throat> Get out of my head, Travis. <clears throat> I do expect more from you next time. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So well, one last thing. Um, I, I just real quick, you know, answers, you know, not trying to be negative Nancy, you know, Chris, you 
called us out for being negative Nancy's and went on your little negative rant too. But with everything that we've seen, um, you know, before, you know, what do you, with, after the draft and the free agency period, how do you think this defense uh, turns out next year, you know, still under Bob Sutton? Do you think that they get back in the top five of points allowed? I don't. I, I, if you made me guess right now, I'd say about the same they were last year. Maybe a hair, probably hair. I'd say somewhere between 10 and 15. <sighs> I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, we're not going to be any worse. I don't think we'll go. I don't think we'll be worse. I don't know that we'll be better, but I don't think we'll be any worse. I mean, I just think we got a lot of holes to fill, and you're expecting all that. I mean, now you're replacing Peters. You've got Fuller's new. You're going to have D, new DJ, new whenever Tomba gets cut. You know, you're going to have, I mean, Peter or Barry's new compared to last year. And just you're going to have two or three other new guys. And to expect all that to gel in one year to go from 15 to five, it could happen depending on who they get, but I just and, well, and as of right now, I'm more aggressive. Yeah, I mean we're talking real aggressive, especially now that I mean now that Peters is gone, that's a huge hole, obviously. So I don't think they'll get worse because I don't know they were pretty bad, but still 15th in points. So and I think that's about as bad as Sutton's been in Kansas City in points wise. It so is. and I think. I think whoever comes in for DJ will be an upgrade. I think whoever comes in for Tombo will be an upgrade. Ford's still going to be around, but who knows? Maybe he actually plays more than three games. Barry's a huge upgrade over anything. Fuller's, well, Fuller was up. an upgrade, but <laughs> Fuller was an upgrade, but now it's just kind of a wash since you lost Peters. So I don't know. I, I, I see him not being as worse, but at the same time, I don't see him making a huge leap. That's why I said 10 to 15 range. I, say, I, I, th think, I think they're going to be right around 15 again. I think, you know, like I said earlier, with everything, all the new pieces coming in, uh, strong, strong schedule, I think that they'll be right around 15. I think it's re it's reasonable to, to think that we're going to be a little better, I, I think. It's not new nope, players. Dumb. new maybe yeah dumb uh, listen <laughs> you know what it, it just ricochets right off of me you know I, i've i've done i've done so much work and i've said so many things that uh, that i i have i've built an immune system to it and and it's perfectly fine it listen the patriots do it every year they've got a completely different team every single season now i know andy reed isn't belichick and i know clark hunt may not be robert Kraft, and i know uh, I know Patrick Mahomes isn't Tom Brady. I, I was never high on on, on Patricia, really. I, I mean, it, his he at least makes adjustments. True. <sighs> yeah, that that is true. Before uh, we, nine. but but they do it. But they still do it. They're still new guys that have never played with each other. I mean, they do it year in and year out and year in and year out. I don't think man, it's football. The playbook's going to change. The schemes are going to change, but it's football. I think Fuller's going to come in and he's going to play lights out. And I don't expect anything anything less than that. I would be disappointed. Um, I, we have holes to fill. Uh, to, I mean, are you got? Are we suggesting that we're not going to do that? <laughs> to me, 
to me, we're, we're, I think Veach has, you know, he has a head on his shoulders. We have holes to fill. Fill them. That's that's your job. I think he, I think he'll fill fill them. Will they all be Hall of Fame guys? Will they all be Pro Bowl guys? No, but we don't have that. We didn't have that on the team now anyway. I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. I don't know that the defense will be any better because I don't know what what type of players we're going to put in there. But if we add a Tremaine Johnson or a Malcolm Butler and we go out and get a, a de- pretty decent defensive lineman or a middle linebacker, then what's to say that our defense isn't going to be ten times better than it was this past season? Well, and you and, just said it. But, I mean, <laughs> that's a good point. And, and a lot of this, again, boils down to Patrick Mahomes. Because yeah. if Mahomes is good and Mahomes is going up and down the field, putting 30, 35 points a game, the defense isn't on the field as long or as often, and the other team's trying to play catch-up rather than 13 to 10, so everybody just keeps doing the same thing they always do. Hey, Texas Tech thought the same thing, probably. Eh, probably did. Unfortunately, it's college, and nobody wants to go to Texas Tech in the middle of BFE. I mean, we, but, we saw a game where he put up, like, what, five touchdowns, 700 some yards, and only one yeah. interception still lost? Yeah. Well, so. the, pro- the problem with that is that takes away my whole defense off the field more often because in college, those wide receivers are 20 yards wide open, and it's 80 yard touchdowns every time. I'm just thinking rather than all of a sudden Andy gets conservative and we go three and out five times in a row that hopefully with Mahomes and this is a big, hopefully and a big, if Andy keeps his foot on the gas and lets Mahomes go and there's just more points on the board. There's more drives, not okay. Sweet. Three 80 yard drives. And then, Dump off, dump off, draw play on third and fourteen, punt. But, or if if Andy does go right back to that, well, then you're kind of in the same boat. Or if Mahomes isn't that good and he's throwing picks and the defense is on the field more, then that's going to hurt the defense. So it kind of like everything else, it depends on how good Mahomes is. <laughs> because yes, yeah, I, quarterback I can make the defense better or worse. I agree. I think it revolves on Mahomes. But all right, guys, we got to cut it out. Uh, we're already over an hour, so uh, we will talk to you guys. Actually, you guys will talk to everybody next week. I'm going to be on vacation for an out-of-state wedding next dumb. week, so you guys will have to get dumb. Uh, you guys will have to get together and put something out and let me know how that goes. So I will talk to you guys later, and have a good one. Yep. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blitz Package over on Arrowhead Addict and Blog Talk Radio. If you want to hear more, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to see the content that your hosts put out there, you can find myself at NFL, or you can find my content on Arrowhead Addict. Just search for Travis Stefan. If you want to hear more from Britt Zank, then you can find him at bzank17 on Twitter, and he also is an Arrowhead Addict contributor. If you want to find more on Chris Taylor, make sure you find him on Twitter at ctaylor1911, or you can find his stuff over at kckingdom.com. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time.